Welcome to the Selfful Podcast with your host, Georgia Holiday. My mission here on this podcast is to help you go from stress and self-doubt to sass and self-love. I truly believe the most important relationship we will ever have is the one with ourselves. So we're talking everything relating back to the self, aka you. I'm talking self-care, self-worth, self-awareness, self-confidence, and so much more. So grab a cuppa, get comfy, and let's get straight to it. And welcome back to the Selfful Podcast with me, your host, Georgia Holiday. We are back after a little mini summer break. As you guys know, I took August off of the podcast. I felt like I just needed a little bit of break to allow some inspiration to flow back to me. And also, I just really wanted to focus my attention onto my brand new confidence membership that I launched, which was very, very exciting. It's called the Confidence Collective, and it's, it is all about rediscovering your worth and awakening your inner confidence and there are some really really incredible ladies inside the membership already and I'm loving serving them coaching them and working with them very very exciting if you want to know more about that just head to my website www.gljfit.co.uk and you can find out lots more information there. The doors don't open until later in September. The doors aren't just constantly open because I want to create a really safe, exclusive container for my lovely members to really feel held and in order for me to give my full attention to them and I can really give them all my energy and share all of my knowledge with them um, rather than constantly focusing on marketing it. So the doors are open at the end of September. Make sure to check that out on the website for all of the details and if you have any other questions please feel free to reach out and ask away. So in today's episode, I wanted to share with you three things that I have been doing over the last few weeks slash months that I feel have really, really benefited me and my mental health and my self-growth and personal development. So like I said, I took a little bit of a break from the podcast and in that time I was able to create more space in my day-to-day life to really support myself and my growth. So I wanted to share three things with you that I have been doing that have really helped me on that journey. So number one, the first thing that I have been doing consistently every single day for the last few weeks, maybe actually maybe a bit longer than that, maybe about a month and a half, two months, is having a really solid morning routine that I absolutely love. Now, I know that I've done an episode before about my morning routine um, and I have spoken about my morning routine before, but I want you to know that it's okay for your self-care routine, your morning routine, your evening routine, whatever it is, it's okay for that to change and evolve and shift and grow as you do, okay? You don't have to get stuck in routines that you don't like, otherwise they become exceedingly mundane and they feel more like a chore rather than something that we want to do, rather than something we, you know, feel nourished afterwards, right? So I want you to give yourself permission to change up your rituals and your routines as you grow and evolve so that they match that season of life that you are in. So for these last few weeks, 
my morning routine has looked like getting up at 6.30am. Personally, I find that getting up earlier really, really feels a lot better for my body and my chronic illness. I feel as though I am in a lot less pain when I wake up earlier. I feel as though I have more energy when I wake up earlier. Um, And just side note, I'm going to bed earlier as well. So I'm still getting a really good, healthy amount of sleep. I am in bed usually by 9, 9.30 latest and asleep by 10. So I'm getting a good solid eight hours sleep, which is what my body needs. Everyone is really different, but that is what I have found through lots of trial of trial and error that that is what suits me and getting up at half six in the morning really, really suits me and my body and my body's needs. So getting up and then I do some yoga. I literally just do like nothing fancy. Someone asked me about this the other day. They were like, what yoga do you recommend? And I was like, I am not a yoga expert. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that I am like a yogi or anything like that. Um, I literally just go on YouTube and I type in morning yoga and I do, you know, whichever video feels good, whichever one jumps out to me. I'm really, really enjoying yoga with Adrienne. So I would really encourage you if you want to get into yoga, search her up because she is great. Her, I just love her energy. Her personality is really cute. And um, just the way she leads the sessions is just really wholesome and really nice for me and my body. Um, so I do yoga. That's anything from like 10 minutes to 40 minutes. I do either a meditation through my Calm app um, or I will do some breath work. Um, and then I am learning Spanish at the moment. I know. Hola. So me and Jake, we are learning Spanish at the moment. So I do a little bit of Spanish practice um, and then I write down everything that I can remember. Um, I make sure I drink a lot of water, have a coffee. And that right now is my morning routine. So it's different to what it used to be, but I am just really just allowing myself to lean into whatever feels good in the moment in this season of my, of my life. It happens to be yoga, meditation and breath work and Spanish. And that's cool with me. It feels good. And I'm enjoying like getting up and doing those things. Like I feel excited each day to wake up and create this space and this time for myself. So a morning routine, like a really solid morning routine is something that has been really, really helpful for me these last few weeks and months. Um, But you get to create your own morning routine. You get to create a morning routine that feels good for you. If you don't have an hour, that's okay. If you only have 15 minutes, make it work with that. If you have 30 minutes, make it work with that. If you have five minutes, make it work with that. You can create a routine that suits you and your lifestyle and your commitments and the time you need to get up and all of those things. All I'm saying is that a morning routine is such an incredible way to start your day on the right foot. You get to set the tone for the day. You get to set an intention for what you want the day to feel like. You can set goals of what you want to achieve that day. It can be absolutely anything, whatever feels good to you. Um, And that just comes with trial and error. It just comes with trying things, seeing if that feels good, seeing if it fits. Um, Maybe it doesn't. That's okay. Try something else. There is no like rule book there is no kind of set thing of what you have to do or what you should be doing what I do works for me what you do needs to work for you so don't just look at other people's morning routines and copy them kind of like exactly because you need to find what works for you okay so moving on to number two the next thing that I have been doing that has really really benefited me and especially my mental health as well 
has been spending more time outside in nature away from my phone. So I've always kind of liked spending time in nature, getting outside for walks, going for big hikes, going to the beach, going to the woods, whatever it is. I've always loved doing that and it's always kind of really um, like filled me up and nourished me and it just feels amazing like it's so so good for your mental health and reducing stress levels I've said it before but I'll say it again there are certain patterns only found in nature they're called fractal patterns and they scientifically lower your cortisol levels right so cortisol is your stress hormone so when you go outside in nature and you look at a tree you are scientifically lowering your stress levels so make sure you go and look at a tree today so I've been doing that for a long long time but what I've been doing more recently is doing that without my phone So I've been leaving my phone at home. If we drive somewhere to the beach or to the woods, I leave my phone in the car. So I can really just be present, be mindful, be in nature and fully appreciate it and fully get the benefit of it without being distracted by my phone. Because I don't know about you guys, but I have this very love-hate relationship with my phone. (laughs) Obviously, it's amazing for connecting and for my business and for social media and for this. I'm recording this on my phone right now. But also it is super addictive, right? Like if it is there, if I can see it, I'm going to be tempted to go on it. So it has been so helpful for me to leave it at home or leave it in the car and be able to indulge in nature in this free therapy without that pull of wanting to go on my phone or like even if I've got it with me on a walk or something, even if I'm in my head, I've got that strong boundary of like, I'm not going to go on my phone. I still can't fully relax. I still can't fully be present and mindful with what I'm doing on that walk because I'm constantly thinking, oh, have I got a message? Is there a notification? Has someone messaged me on Instagram? Is there an email I need to reply to? Is someone going to call me? So I'm constantly kind of feeling distracted and I can't fully enjoy being outside, which is, I know is good for my mental health. So leaving my phone at home or in the car has been something that has been amazing for me when I am out in nature and just generally trying to be on my phone a lot less um because I don't know about you guys but over like well this year (laughs) during quarantine lockdown corona era whatever you want to call it I feel like I have just been on my phone way more um I think it's because we all feel like we are missing that kind of connection that human interaction so I've definitely been on my phone a lot more so I've been trying to do less of that I've got very um, firm boundaries in place so in the morning I won't go on my social media before I've done my yoga my meditation and my Spanish and after 8pm in the evening I don't go on my phone either because I really just want to create a really good nighttime routine as well and that starts with sleep hygiene for me and not going on my phone and you know opening my eyes to blue light um right before I want to go to sleep is not going to be helpful for a good night's sleep so that has been something that's been super super useful to me I would really really encourage all of you to try that as well if you have never done a digital detox I encourage you to do that literally just take like one day um minimum off your phone see how you feel see you know, what space you create in your life, see how much extra time you have, because, oh my goodness, we spend so much time on our phones that I don't think even think we realise, so give that a go and see how you get on. 
And then the third and final thing that I'm going to share with you that I've been doing over these past few weeks and months that has really helped me grow and evolve as a human, not necessarily just as a coach, um, but just as a person, as a woman, has been really um, getting clear with my communication. So if I fe- if I'm feeling something, rather than just kind of like bottling it up and you know, sometimes we kind of expect other people to know what we're feeling. Rather than doing that, I'm actually saying what I'm feeling, right? If someone has done something to annoy me, I will say that. If there has been like, you know, I don't know, a little argument with me and Jake or something, rather than just kind of like sulking in silence or, you know, giving the silent treatment, which by the way, is a very toxic habit. Silent treatment is not a positive form of communication so I'd really encourage you to not do that um and this is no shame because I definitely used to do that um but what I've been trying to do is just really open the lines for clear communication and what that has done is it's created deeper connections because people have been able to understand me more And it's allowed me to understand myself even more as well. So rather than just bottling all of these things inside, I'm allowing myself to express how I'm truly, genuinely feeling. And that feels really good. It's really good for my mental health as well, because I'm not kind of clinging on to these resentments or anxieties or worries or stresses. I'm vocalizing those, right? I'm communicating them. And that is super, super important. And it's really helped me in my personal life, talking with different, you know, people in my family, friends, um, my husband. So I would really, really encourage you to look at the way you communicate and ask yourself, am I communicating in an open, loving, kind and honest way? Or am I closing off? Am I holding stuff in? Am I not saying how I really feel and then feeling resentful? resentful because that's not fair right it's not fair to expect people to be mind readers it's not fair that maybe someone says something that offended you or upset you or you know you feel triggered by and you not communicate that but then you be pissed off with them right because it's your responsibility to say to this person because you know they probably haven't done that intentionally it's a different story if they have but but if they haven't done it intentionally it's your responsibility to say to this person hey when you did that or when you said that I felt like this, can we talk about that, right? So you're opening that line of communication for a stronger connection, for a stronger relationship. And that is only gonna benefit both of you in that relationship in the future. So this is romantic and platonic, you know, not just with your um, partner, but with your friends, with your family as well. So I would really, really encourage you to just evaluate how you are communicating Um, and where you think you could possibly improve on that and how that could benefit you and your mental health in the long run. So those are my three tips that I've been doing over the last few weeks and months that have really supported me personally. They've supported my self-growth, my personal development, and I really wanted to share them with you. Hopefully they help. Hopefully some of those resonate with you. I would love to know which of those you feel like you do connect with and which of those you might want to start to kind of incorporate in your own life. Um, Do let me know and let me know if there are any other things as well that you've been doing in the last few weeks and months that, you know, feel that you've had a, they've had a positive effect on you and they've had a positive effect on your mindset and your mental health and your growth as well, because 
I would love to hear about them. So please do let me know. You can either send me a message on Instagram or you can send me an email. I'll put those details in the show notes. But thank you so, so much for tuning in and listening today. Thank you for allowing me to take a little summer holiday from the podcast. And I'm so grateful that you are back here and listening. Please do let me know if there is anything in particular that you would like me to talk about on the podcast. If there is any topics that you want me to discuss, anything you want to learn about, maybe something that you want coaching through. I would love to um, bring you that value on the podcast. So please do reach out and let me know. No idea is a silly idea. I am open to anything and would really, really appreciate your ideas and your suggestions and your feedback. I look forward to hearing from you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, whatever you are doing, whatever day is when you are listening to this. And until next time, don't forget to live your most self-full life.